it turns out she's psychic. The podcast. Spiritual musings. Sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy. And I'm Laura. Another person in the room, Tracy. And it's not a dead person. No. no. <laughs> you are very much alive. I can see this person too. <gasps> what? Turns out Laura is psychic oh, or medium. Just, I have a, you know, sight. I have, <laughs> <laughs> I have a sense of sight. And I can see our wonderful friend <laughs> Shannon from Ashamoon. Yay. We've Surprise. been talking about getting Shannon on here and here she is. Hello, very glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks so, so much for joining us. So glad you're here. So am I. I love it how we could just make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have a wealth of knowledge on all things that we wig out on <laughs> and we participate in whenever mm-hmm. we get the opportunity and you're here to talk about some of the stuff that you do. Yeah. And you brought notes, which is super endearing. <laughs> and I have to semi-embarrass you because you all just witnessed me get embarrassed like I do at the start of every episode. <laughs> so I feel as though I could drop you in it a wee bit. Yeah. All good. So who are you? <laughs> I'm Shannon. I'm Shannon Cottrell. Yep. Uh, Where are you from and what do you do? Yeah, so I am from Central Coast and I make pottery for Asher Moon and ritual tools for connection. Love, love, love. I've also stepped into holding sister circles and, yeah, got out of my witch closet, my broom closet. Um, Yeah, in the last few years, so I'm fully stepping into... Yeah, being a witch and practicing and following the will of the year and the seasons and cycles and guiding other people through it as well. And it's so amazing how, like, as women, you know, to witness you and even Laura, um, to witness women come into their own and when you get to watch that happen and I've been able to watch that happen with you especially over the last two years (laughs) and it's just it just like I got goosebumps just then it's just such a beautiful stage of life to have women you know like for me growing up women I just I didn't really have many women friends I was always so much more friendly with men I I, I just didn't feel like there was any competition or anything like that and now like turning 40 this year and I'm finally finding people who are just being authentic and true to themselves and you know discovering who they are and it's just so beautiful to witness but also to um to to be there to 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 be a part of it as well and be invited into that and to respect that what you do is not what I do and what I do is not what you do and yet there's still this beautiful kindred spirit that exists there on so many levels. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I feel the same. Um, I feel, yeah, like as you get older as well, you can't put up the facade anymore and you can't be inauthentic. Um, Who the fuck are you, Shannon? I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I felt, well, yeah, my journey is, uh, when I was trying to push all that down, it caused me so much anxiety and and grief, really. And burnout. Um, yeah, burnout, massive burnout, my gosh. Um, yeah, so being authentic to my beliefs and ritual is so important to me. Um, it keeps me on the spiritual wagon. When I fall off the spiritual wagon, that's when I get anxiety, insomnia, it's yeah, it's not pretty. It's a bit of a shit show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, as 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 with everybody. Yeah. 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 But you found something that holds you tethered. Like you found that thing that 
that for you makes you feel aligned and you know it's your true north like you can come back to that absolutely and rituals are such a huge part of that yeah very much yeah I think it's following um the wheel of the year so the wheel of the year is pagan it's um has celtic roots it's thousands of years old um and obviously everyone has a different way of doing it so the way i follow it's not how every mm-hmm. witch does and there's all sorts of different witches as well yeah so and it's like another episode it's like there's all sorts of different mediums <laughs> and psychics yeah. as well yeah yeah exactly um and it's taken me a long time to even be able to say the word witch as well um which you know because i mm-hmm. worked with you about, with that couple of years ago um and i know when i tell people that's probably why i wanted to go on the podcast and, mm-hmm. and have a chat about it is to demystify it it's it's i don't have a broomstick i don't fly around i don't have a freaking black cat um, <laughs> i want a black cat <laughs> and i really want a broomstick but yeah like i'm just a normal woman 42 three kids you know, I'm, all the normal stuff. All the normal stuff. You'd walk past me down like down the street. You wouldn't look twice. I'm, yeah, I I'm a normal woman who follows the seasons and cycles of Mother Earth, and that's basically what witchcraft is in a nutshell: is following, yeah, and honouring that, honouring that without and within us. So. And that's what paganism is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, at its core, definitely. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. It's so cool. I mean, for me, like uh, we were talking just before we started recording, you know, I dabbled in, you know, Fiona Horn was actually someone that I looked up to when I was a teenager. So that's why I was like, she's old now, isn't she? Sorry, Fiona. But um, it was something that I remembered. She was just someone that was just like an idol for me Mm. when I was a teen. And I bought a book by this woman named Silver Ravenwolf and it's called How to Ride a a Silver Broomstick. Mm -hmm. And I just thought I was the shit. I thought (laughs) I was a witch at my core. And I know I am. But I think in each lifetime, being called to practice certain things is either there or it's not. Mm -hmm. And when it comes down to um, paganism, you know, I feel that I feel that you, you can, I think for me and for Laura, but I know you're getting more into it than what I probably will um, not speaking for you. I'm sure you're going to no, have no. your little yeah. chat. No, I'm nodding. I'm agreeing. Yeah. yeah. But for me, it's like I, I loosely follow a lot of the paganism rituals and belief systems. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I'm on a different mission in life and because I feel like I've got a different purpose, it sort of takes me away from that being my focus. Yeah. And so for you to watch you being what I know to be as this amazing tool maker for rituals that are typically pagan Mm -hmm. um, is just so beautiful to watch because it's like that is your purpose Mm. and like I I want everything that you have you know like we are (laughs) drinking from our goblets you know like it's I have a problem (laughs) (laughs) looking at your site just going you have a little bit of addiction I've messaged Shannon before saying when I confessed to Matt that I'd bought another mug, (laughs) I was ready for him to go, really, Laura, like another mug? He's like, yeah, sick. I think we should have like a collection of them. I was like, okay. I screenshotted a couple of the other ones that I missed out on. It's it's bleeding into the the family. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, maybe we need to make up an AMA, uh, Asher Moon Anonymous. (laughs) (laughs) 
love it. You can't stop it, well. It's like cats. And like. we're not the only ones. Like, you sell out. Like, you do. So, you, with Asha Moon stuff, just quickly, and we'll get back mm-hmm. to the ritual and the witchy yeah, stuff. We, but we're having a fan. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> we have to talk about this. But, like, you do your releases similar to, like, or actually, I do my bookings now because, not because of the way that you do yours, mm-hmm. but you are one more example of what I'd been shown to do. Yeah. And so, you do a release date rather than just having them available, which you do have them available yeah, in your yeah. in your they studio. Sell out. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and like you go live at like eight o'clock at night, like once a. Oh, look! Depending on how crazy my life is, yeah. Once it, whenever she feels weeks. like it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so every six weeks, let's say yeah. you go live and you sell out. Like you just see it, just go sell out, sell it, sell it, and then you see all these people comment going, "Yes, I got what I wanted. Yes, I got what I wanted. Yes, I got." What I and I have people that listen to the podcast, and I have friends that will message me and go, "I'm so excited! This is what I got." Oh, I love it. Like I still have to pinch myself. Honestly, yeah. those nights. My phone just goes off and I'm sitting there going, is this my life? Like, this is so freaking cool. I just get to make... I get to make stuff that I love making. That and people love. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, just, I just love. I feel very, very, very blessed to. Well, they're unique. They're yeah. special. They've yeah. got you in them. Like, they do. Yeah. And lots of music and lots of podcasts. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> do you, have you done much around the paganism and the witchy stuff when it comes to like tool makers and that kind of side of things? Not so much, actually. It's something I do want to look into to even see if it's in my lineage. Yeah. Um, because it was weird when I, like I did pottery straight out of high school. Um, I was saying to Laura before, mm. I had big plans to be a, um, a potter making like bespoke bathroom tiles and sinks and all that kind of thing when I left high school and did all my training. And then, um, you know, my husband and I had our son when we were only, it was two weeks before my 21st. So I was a really young mum. Baby. Yeah, very heavy. Um, that makes me hurt. Oh, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a big, big wake up call. Um, and then I had my daughter, Evie, two years after that. So I was 23 and had two two kids under two. And I sold all my pottery gear when I was about 25 because I'm like, I just have no time left for this. Why and, not, Shannon? Oh, just, yeah. <laughs> Why are you not a perfect Instagram-worthy mother <laughs> who can do everything? Oh, so then Holy. I yeah, went into photography for 16 years. That was kind of a, a build-up as well. But about five years ago, I just had this yearning to touch clay again. It was... Um, and not to do a business out of it, just to touch clay, to to play with it again. And I said to my husband, I think I'm going to go do like just a night course to get back into it. And it just snowballed. Like I, the, one of the first things I made was a ritual bowl. and Of course. <laughs> yeah, and then it just kind of all the little pieces of the puzzle kept plopping into place. Like oh, I'm going to make a series of element bowls and then I'm going to make... Yeah, like goblets and all. I might mm. make mugs with crystals on them because then you can have a ritual when you're having your yeah. morning coffee. Yeah, yeah. love so that. So it just snowballed and it got to the point where I still had both businesses going and I had to decide. Like I couldn't split myself between my photography business and pottery anymore and had to take the big leap of faith. And God, I reckon and 90% of people I spoke to thought I was nuts going down the pottery road. Like, what, are you going to sell pots? <laughs> like, yeah. But <laughs> photography's like... Heck is competitive. Oh, it's crazy. And I was shooting weddings, so that was... Oh, a, I can't imagine the stress. Oh, full mm. on. Full on. Like, in a, the first 10 years of doing it, I was fine, I think, because I was younger as well, and I really, really loved it, but... And that's weekend work. Like It was all weekend work. A lot away from family. Yeah, and I found when my kids were little, it was easier, because they were home. Um, or when they are in primary school, you know, they are around a lot in the afternoons and weekends, but as my kids got older... They weren't there on the weekends or like at night time they'd be off doing sports. I just never saw them. So mm. weekends were it and I wanted them back and 
Yeah. In came pottery. In came pottery. Cotter or pottery. Pagan pottery. Pagan. Okay, so let's talk about the ritual side of things. Yes. What's your favourite ritual? Oh, look, it used to be the full moon burning because I do them with my family every full moon. So, um, like writing down everything you want to release and burning it and smudging the whole entire house and I usually (laughs) smudge the kids and the dog and (laughs) my husband and everything. But I think it's flipped to the new moon. I have a special journal that is just for new moon, so I'll write down my intentions for the month ahead. I love that you're saying that just quietly because I have flipped to the new moon too. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was always such a full mooner yeah. because of the because of the crystal situation. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm just finding myself enjoying the new moon so much more than the full moon. Same. And I find I'm way more introspective too at that time. Um, I'm happy to be by myself and... Yeah, I more think personal. It is. Do you yeah. think it's because we're getting closer to not needing as much to cleanse anymore because we're doing that on a daily basis as opposed to needing to save it for the month, and so we're more aligned. And so the new moon and setting intentions and and looking forward is kind of where our energy's at. Yeah, we, that we makes don't, sense. We don't really have that. That's what I think. Yep. I don't know. No, I'm really glad that you've said that because I've, I've been thinking maybe I'm the only one. And I'm like, I'm so going to go out on a freaking tangent here and just go, you know what? I kind of want to ditch the full moon stuff. Like not entirely, but yeah. I really want to move over to the new moon stuff. Yeah. No, I'm hearing you because I feel the same. I think it's really powerful. Very, very powerful. And especially to have that journal. I know some people burn their new moon intentions. Which... Do you journal every day for that? Um, or just before the new moon? Just like actually on the new moon right. journal. Oh, if I feel like it beforehand, um, I will. But yeah, this specific journal is just for that purpose. And um, like obviously there's no right or wrong way to do anything in this, um, as you would know. But for myself, I keep it because I love to be able to look back and I go, far out, that happened and that happened. And yeah, like even where we're living now, you know, we, we had it in our head. We wanted to be on property and I had no clue how logically we were going to be able to do it and here we are we're living on three acres so it's freaking cool talk to us about that because i'm so excited (laughs) about what's coming oh yeah about our property so um we bought yeah three acres near um forester's beach with a friend of ours so we're sharing the property and we've just started moving stuff all around um but our big vision is i'm gonna have a new studio there uh like a little shop front going to have a big workshop out the back so I'll be able to have like 12 people for classes to do pagan pottery (laughs) which will uh, incorporate ritual and ceremony into that too and also do sister circles and and all that awesome stuff and we're also going to have a little stone circle outside with the this is what I'm excited about the directions and Mm. and we're going to wear cloaks we are (laughs) I found one at at Tree of Life yesterday. Mm. Oh, was it green? Yes. I saw that today. Oh, my God. I nearly bought it. And I picked it up. <laughs> so did I. So did and I. Neither of you bought it. No. I, well, I nearely bought three. Wow. <laughs> One for each of us to wear today. <laughs> oh, my God. It they only cool. had two there, though. It was really cool. Yeah. yeah I liked it. Anyway, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the plan. So hopefully by the end of this year we'll have it mm. happening and I just wanted to create a really beautiful, sacred community space for everyone to gather and drink have... from their goblets wearing clothes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Summoning in the the energies from from the four corners. Yeah. Yeah. yeah working with oh my God. Yeah, like, working with listening elements. out already. I know. <laughs> 
it's going to be cool. All right. Any other questions for Shannon before oh, we get into I'm just going to keep interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> I love Shannon. I do. Yeah, I, I just too. do. Yeah. There's a lot to love. Very cool. <laughs> you can go. You can go. No. Well, our first topic, um, and obviously, other than all the stuff we've been chatting about and mm-hmm. how we love you, is to talk about the Wheel of the Year. Yeah. Um, like Tracy has mentioned, it's something I've been looking into and it, it feels good to live in tune um, with nature and... And I've always sort of known that. And then I heard, like, there's this thing called the spinning of the wheel. And obviously I've heard the word pagan before. But mm-hmm. um, that's obviously something that you have been looking into and done courses in and know lots about. So yeah. Yeah. it's a really good opportunity to for all our listeners who are interested and have mm. no idea what we're talking about or have semi-ideas or who just love the idea of it to yeah. even know what it's about and have a little overview if you care to um, absolutely enlighten us a little bit. We'd love to. So basically the wheel of the year, um, it's governed by the sun. So obviously you've got the moon cycles, which are each, you know, 28 days apart. And then you've got this solar cycle that is a year. And following the wheel of the year, you work in alignment with the seasons. Yeah. Um, so... It's kind of like cycles within cycles within cycles. Like this There's is, layers there, there is, isn't there? there and really Northern is. Hemisphere and Southern Hemisphere yeah. are opposites. That's it. So traditionally... seasonally. Yeah. So yeah. traditionally um, it was in the Northern Hemisphere and it was clockwise, but obviously in Australia we work anti-clockwise um, to suit our seasons. So, uh, for instance, we're coming up to Samhain, which is yep. Halloween, and obviously it's normally the 31st of October, but we'll be celebrating on the 30th of April because we're heading into winter now down here. And Halloween is All Hallows Eve, which is when the veil is the thinnest. So for people like me, it's the mm-hmm. time when we can connect. However, I can do it both times. Yeah, and there's also another time. If you look at the Wheel of the Year, um, if you're interested, get online and Google it because there's a lot of them out there. But opposing um, Samhain is Beltane and that mm. is the other point where the veil is the Correct. thinnest. Yep. Um, so Samhain is basically a festival um, celebrating death uh, where Beltane is life. So it's that opposing... Um, the other end. The other end, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what it's... So it's like core. the end of autumn, like when pe- when 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 trees lose their leaves yeah, and we lose like our away. layers and everything, and then Beltane is spring when things come to life. Absolutely, and waking yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, for Samhain, um, there's a few things you can do. So it's also interconnected with ancestor work as well. Um, so honouring just Samhain. Or the wheel of the year? Um, just Samhain. Yeah, Samhain in particular because yep. uh, of the veil being thin um, and also because of that death aspect to it, moving into winter, moving into... Uh, like if we were in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, things go really barren. I guess in Australia we're kind of spoilt, but, um, you know, you'll have snow and things freeze over and crops... Hibernation. Yeah, yeah, yeah hibernation and the whole bit. So um, it's honouring that phase and honouring that part of life as well is is death. And I think in our Western culture we're really sheltered from death. Like we don't really talk about it, we don't acknowledge it, we just pretend we it's not there. We see it as bad and scary and yeah. close the door. Even like Latin, you know, Day of the Dead kind of stuff. Yeah. They, they live with mummified <laughs> ancestors and that sort of thing. Yeah. So they're still connected very much so. That's it. Well, I even have stories like on, on my mother's Scottish and... She even talks about um, back in Scotland when someone died, 
her her grandmother um, was the local woman they'd call to prepare the body and the body would stay in the home for three days. They'd have a massive party around yeah, it to say goodbye. And, yeah. um, and it wasn't scary. And I think I was really terrified of death as a child. And then my grandmother, um, which is my mum's my mum, died when I was 18 and I was called to go see her at her home um, before the funeral parlour took her. And that was the first moment I clearly remembered thinking, she's not here. Like I walked into the room mm. and she looked peaceful. She died died in her sleep. And um, I walked and I remember holding a hand and there was just no life there. And I remember, it was like she was part of the furniture. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. And I remember mm. thinking, oh, far out. This is it. Like she's left. Mm-hmm. I had the here. same thing and I was just talking to my cousin on Easter Monday about this actually because my auntie Terry, who I refer to quite a bit yeah, in my book she's and so podcast, special. that's um, the cousin Hope, um, that's her mum. And we were talking about, you know, it's going to be uh, 20 years next year. Gosh. And she, we were talking about how when we had to go into the funeral home and we got to go into that room mm. and we the, the, the funeral home was on like a corner block and it was like a full um, like intersection, traffic lights, busy corner block. And you walk into the first door of the funeral home and you're in like a waiting room. And then they open up another door and that's like, I was thinking that we would go into a meeting mm-hmm. and then we would go in to see my auntie. But no, you open up that door and she is there. Yeah. And, and I... it was like a mannequin was laying there because Mm -hmm. her spirit I could not feel her spirit yeah it that it was like my it was one of my first um real kind of um in in the real time moment of this is what it feels like when a spirit is not present and and for someone like me that's kind of strange Mm. and but it was empty it was like silence Mm. yeah and and the awareness at 21 I was 21 and just having that awareness that this is just a costume yeah meat suit yeah this this, (laughs) gross this is just like this is just something manifested Mm. to hold our spirit yeah and it's like you either take care of it or you don't is one thing but also how important is it like you kind of look at it and you just like when it comes to the death and the living side of things it's like this doesn't matter mm. but at the same time it kind of does because the reason why it does matter is she was 48 yeah well. uh, and I would have rather had been here for another 40 mm. years at least yeah. than that but yeah that feeling of she's not here mm. I totally understand that feeling it's just like hang on I can see her but she ain't here yeah the energy it's that's it's spirit it is you feel that too when you're with someone that passes away you know when they're gone and that's Mm. actually that's actually a really good point as to how it feels for me having spirits around so when that feeling of not having it Mm -hmm. is what it feels like when there's no one around but that feeling of having it is what it feels like when there's a spirit yeah Mm. yeah i guess that would probably be the closest thing that i could explain that to actually that's good Mm. anyway it's a good one Mm. yeah so um what was I saying? Oh, Samhain. So, yes. So Samhain's a beautiful night to connect with your loved ones as well. So your ancestors. Um, I never really looked right into ancestors until recently. Um, I've always, you know, known about angels and yeah. ascended masters and star beings and all these other things that you can call on for help, but I've never really thought about ancestors. Um, but they, they have your back. They've got your back more than anybody. You're their blood. You're their bones. They are um, you in so yeah. many ways. Absolutely. So 
it's about honouring everyone that's come before you um, on your, you know, maternal and paternal sides. And there's a few really beautiful things you can do. So you can set up an altar with photographs of your loved ones. You can put out food and drink of things that they would have loved. Um, you can play music, usually have a big feast and set a table, like set a, a place at the table for them um, and serve them like they were there. And you can reminisce and talk. And it's just a really beautiful way to celebrate and be grateful for the life they had. Um, it doesn't have to be all sad. It can be a celebration. It's like Coco. I was about to say, I'm the just movie right Coco. There. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. Dave Dance Mexican. Have you not so seen nice. it? No. Oh, it is. Like, whenever I talk to people about this topic, like, uh-huh. in, in my practice, I always just say to them, you need to go and watch Coco the okay, movie yeah. because it is the sweetest, most... Mm. Uh, in in from what I know and probably from what you know too, mm-hmm. it is probably the most correct okay, in bunny yeah. ears um, portrayal mm-hmm. of what it's like. Yeah. Have you seen Soul? Yet? No, but people keep telling me that I need to watch it. I haven't cute. seen that either. Yeah. Yeah. Very and cute. then the other day I was listening to that podcast that you recommended to listen to, and I heard them mention that, and I'm like, oh my god, I really just need to watch oh, okay. this. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where I'm going to send you off to get studied. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Laura found a place for me to go and get studied. Yeah. Love it. Well, they, okay. that's what they do. Yeah. Winbridge. Yeah. Okay. Going. Institute. I've already looked them up. They study mediums and awesome. psychics. So now I have to talk about Matt, talk to Matt about it before this mm. goes to air because <laughs> I've already decided that's what I'm doing and I haven't spoken to him about it yet. I don't know okay. how often they do it. Like, I think it's quite a yeah. thing to get into there to even be studied. Mm. Yeah. So, well, yeah. 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 I'm doing it. <laughs> I love it. Like, I'm my... sure. I'm sure that you are. <laughs> manifest, manifest, manifest. So, Samhain is when for us? April? 30th of April. So, it falls on a Friday this year, mm-hmm. which is oh, even nice. better. So, yeah, I'd recommend getting together yeah. family and friends. And I love that. Have a big feast yeah. and, yeah, light some candles and put out some booze and food and enjoy. No problemo. I'll be doing that. And do you do, um, like, when it's um, Beltane for us, but Samhain for the Northern, do Mm -hmm. you do anything for Samhain here? Like, I I celebrate Samhain with my children because, like, as in Halloween. Yeah. At Halloween, April 31st, um, because I want them to understand. I mean, they don't really know the the, the dates and and yeah. the years yet. I just want them to understand the the theory and the culture and the belief system behind mm. um, the celebration. Yeah. And as they grow, it will be appropriated towards the southern yeah. hemisphere calendar, I guess. Well, we've pretty much done the same because it's hard when your kids are little. If everyone's yeah, modern is. culture yeah. is yeah. just end of October. That's it. And same with them with you know. Christmas and yeah. you can yep. get right into it. Yep. Um, you know, if we were to celebrate Yule, it's June for us. It's not December. Sure. Um, mm. So same kind of thing. And I guess I'm getting to an age, like my children are getting to an age where my youngest is nearly 14, so they understand it now and we can kind of start mm. just celebrating to the southern wheel of the year rather than the northern one that mm-hmm. we're all governed by with mm. traditional holidays, I guess. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it needs to go seasonal. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's the whole point of it is honouring the season that you're at. And, um, yeah, so it's like it's like a big web. That's kind of how I picture it, like mm-hmm. this big spider web and you've got these eight portals basically to check in and see where you're at seasonally. And then within that, so that's like the solar one, and then within that you've got the moon cycle, the 28 days, and then within that you've got your own menstrual cycle. And then 
So what are the eight? Uh, so the eight are, uh, you've got four quarter days and four cross quarter days. So um, you've got spring equinox, which is also known as Ostara, which is generally between the 20th and the 23rd of September. But Easter for us. Easter, yes. Um, well, Easter for the e- Easter for the, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you've got, um, so at the north of, northeast of the wheel is uh, Beltane. So end of October, beginning of November for us. Yep. Um, you've all got at the north is the summer solstice, which is Letha, which is around the 21st to the 23rd of December. Uh, the northwest is Lummis, which is the beginning of February. In the west is autumn equinox, so Marbon, the 21st to the 22nd of March. I love Marbon. I do too. It's my favourite. Like that. Yeah. Did and you guys do, you know, do anything for Marbon this year? Well, do you know, it was my boys were both due on the 23rd of March, ah. so they're a day apart birth yeah. dates but two years but they were both due on the 23rd of March wow. and I always just find it that at that time I just feel I just feel so connected to mother nature and I just mm. feel so but I think it because I was about to become a mother mm. and you were birthing yeah, yeah like I just yeah labor and I just Huge. yeah that's always such an energy intensity yeah. for me Marbon even though it's usually quite tough yeah it's yeah. it's my favorite like I look yeah. forward to it coming up more than any other yeah you know times in the year it's funny you say that about uh, feeling more family orientated at that time because this marbon just gone I had thoughts about oh I might you know get everyone together and I just couldn't I I got my own family together and the family we shared the property with and we had a big roast and we lit candles and we celebrated but I just felt like I had to keep it small Tidy, and tight and home yeah it was a really homey mm. it was really wet too it was feeling. so yeah. rainy yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like your nest yeah. yeah the other thing too is that this weekend last year we went into lockdown ah. for COVID and I've always been wondering what this what COVID energy last year would do for us yeah. personally like I've been a wondering later. yeah mm. what the energy would add into mm-hmm. each part of the year but yeah. yeah, it's kind of interesting because the floods happened for us up on, on the central coast mm. locally and we've now got cyclones over in WA. Wow. Um, and it's kind of just like everyone there, the universe is still finding ways to keep everyone in isolation or everyone in their own situation and not to venture out. It's mm. just like, is this not lost? Is this lost on everyone or am I yeah. just the only one seeing this? <laughs> but traditionally, this is what we'd be doing. We'd be Correct. starting to wind down. Slow Get down. ready to go into hibernation and not yeah. come out for three months. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. And like let things fall away, let things die off so that you can plant the seeds. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I talk to a lot of people about like that I mentor about how autumn for me is my time to do my inner work. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is where I, um, where I honor and acknowledge the will of the year with seasons. It's Mm. a matter of autumn. I slow right down with my client uh, bookings Mm -hmm. and it's the only time that I really go introspective to dig up um, because I'm prepared for it. And then then I'll wait a whole another nine months until after that for that to come up again. But I won't I won't really address it and do anything about it until that that very first day of autumn. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything that has to go has to be gone before the last full moon of autumn. Yeah, mm-hmm. which we, and it's what's really strange about this too is because Marbon is my favorite and Autumn's my favorite to get rid of stuff because I'm such a doer and a solutions person and a move forward person. I don't like sticking in the past. I'm then born 
on the second day of winter. It's just yeah. like straight away. It's just like, yes, this is when, this is when I'm born. Like, and winter is my favorite time to serve people. Yeah. Which for you, you know, in terms of your, um, your tools that you make, mm-hmm. you know, goblets and mugs and, and ritual bowls and things like that. Like they're to me, tea is winter time mm, and true. whiskey and warm drinks and goblets is winter time. It's just like, it's, it's Fire. your service too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's the best time I think to serve is winter. Mm. Whereas I know a lot of people like to serve in spring and summer, but for me, it's just like, no, my favorite time to make a change with people, to serve people is winter. Yeah. It's just like, yes, it's so good. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's funny. I used to hate winter, like when I was younger um, and loathed it, like would get out of the country. Like I'm going to Bali mm. for a month and I just need to get out of here and uh, yeah, think, yeah, yeah, like that's really, rejecting your Scottish heritage. It really, really is <laughs> yeah. the time, and it's not until I guess the last you know five years that I've really been stepping into this that I now get to winter and I acknowledge it and I, it. I do love it now, weirdly. Um, yeah, like I, I do you think it's weird or do well, you think it's that it's not weird? I guess it's just I embrace it more and I honor it for what it is. Cycles, I need this time, you know, yeah. you need cycles. You can't be on all the time. And that's another thing, I think, following the wheel of the year and following the moon cycles and following your menstrual cycle, you understand that there's highs and lows, there's ebbs and flow, there's peaks in energy, there's drops in energy, and that's all freaking natural. We're not meant to be on fire all the time. Do, 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 go, 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 go. Uh, Because that's how we burn out. And I know I burned out many, many times. Mm. Um, You know, it's that expectation of being happy all the time too or... Uh, yeah, like we're just, we're not meant to be. We're cyclic beings. We're, we're meant to feel it all. We're meant to, yeah, we're meant to. And since you've been observing that, mm. you've been on fire. I mean, yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> and even personally, like I used to suffer terribly with anxiety and, um, you know, I had postnatal depression after my second child. And I was just thinking about the time that you're in the bathroom. Yeah, when eating you... a cheeseburger in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah? Yeah, I retreated to the bath. I just, you know. Anxiety got the better of me. Anxiety got the better of me. And my husband gave me a cheeseburger in the bathtub. I was like, I'm not getting out. He's like, it's all right. You stay in there. <laughs> oh, your husband's He's a glass the best. Of wine. He's oh. amazing. I, wish, uh, I don't wish he was a Matt, but I wish I could call him Matt. But his name's not Matt. But... <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> his name's Boo, though, He's which is, which is quite, you know, it, it, it complies with our podcast. Boo. That's yeah. cute. <laughs> oh, he's amazing. But, yeah, I used to have these bouts because... I was trying to do all the time and, you know, if I felt any sadness, I was like... Trying to avoid it. What the fuck? I'm sad. Like, I can't Mm. be sad. (laughs) Like, something's wrong with me. I don't know. What's wrong with me? And, Mm. oh, I just... I guess I had that realisation. Nothing's freaking wrong with me. No. It's normal. And honour those feelings and they pass. They go. Um, And has rituals really helped you with that? Yeah, immensely. I can't even begin to tell you how much. Yeah. Because it's kind of like giving you permission. Yeah. To, to to have things come to an end or to have things flow. Mm. Whereas before rituals and before you stepped into rituals and observed them, there's no kind of like, um, there's no time and date stamp and season mm. stamp yeah. that just sort of says now it's time to move on. No and, acknowledgement. There's no yeah. voice in your head saying now's the time. <laughs> yeah. The next- Few, like few months, next few weeks. It's like you're up to your own devices, and yeah. humans yeah. suck at that. We, we know do. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And even um, with the menstrual cycle, too. Like, I used mm. to 
I think a lot of women just ignore it and you whack your tampon in and off you go and you Wish keep it working. Away. Or not yeah. even have them. Well, I used to I've hate never it. never had a normal one. Ever. Oh, I used to Ever. hate it and Still don't. loathe it. And no. <laughs> but now I know myself, I know my cycle now, um, even where it falls. Are on, you a new moon or a full moon? I, well, I kind of change. I'm new moon at the moment. Um yeah, so it does change and I notice that too and I go, okay, well, what's happening here and what does that mean? Um, but for me, day two is pretty horrendous, but I know that <laughs> and I prepare for it and I'm like, I'm not seeing any fucker today. I'm not <laughs> yes, going anywhere. I am laying on my lounge watching Netflix. I'm going to eat all the chocolate. I'm going to drink the red wine. I'm going to have my heat pack and I'm going to look after myself. And you don't feel guilty yeah. about it. And I'm not going to feel guilty And it's gone. Yeah. After you've done that. Yeah. And this is what rituals and doing all of this does for you. Yes. And yeah. everyone else so just kind of goes, oh, okay. <laughs> it, see you later. it must be day two. <laughs> yeah. Day two for mama. Leave her alone, throw chocolate at her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but another thing we've done in our house is um, I have a special ring that I wear that's my moontime ring. So it's a garnet ring. Um, so when I have that on, it's a Reminder for my family to know, but also for myself whenever I look at my hands. Oh, I love that. It's my knuckle duster. (laughs) I've often thought that when my eldest starts getting her periods out of, like, I was just going to be funny, but I was just going to buy her a ring with a red stone. Is that it? Did you just psychically do that? What? Did you just come up with that from somewhere? Did you just pull that out of your ass, or was that someone else's idea that you saw on Pinterest or something? Do you know what? I can't even remember. But I just remember thinking, that's a great, like, first it's funny but yeah great excuse for it's, for jewelry is it's that a witch thing it is a witch thing yes yeah, so oh, i Matt, this Matt, in... maddie matt 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 yeah. two mats <laughs> buy your in, wife's um, one have you read yeah. lisa, lisa lister's witch no so she has um she has like a full outfit that she'll wear like a beautiful dressing gown and for the entire and time yeah, for her, her period, what? so her moon time. She has this special box of things. She'll put chocolate in there <laughs> and she'll sorry, bring it I'm out. I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> um, so I adopted the ring thing yeah. and when my Why daughter... Why did you adopt a whole entire outfit? Oh, because it's just me. You know, <laughs> we like... need to get you a red cloak. Because <laughs> sometimes you've got to go out think of the house. I'm fully lost my shit if I... <laughs> dress up box but the ring is amazing because when you know when i put it on i it's a reminder because you can't you know you yeah. can look at your hands a little oh, so it's a reminder it. to like slow down look after yourself like yeah. don't expect too much this is so blowing my mind shannon like you and I are so in tune and in sync most of the time anyway. Like most of the time I send Shannon messages and like it turns out Shannon's psychic or it turns out you're psychic because it's just always the same th- shit going on. But literally since I went to the Crystal Castle in January, yeah. Garnet will not stop. It just keeps flying at me and now I know why. Yeah. Now I know why. That's it. Because it's the first time that I've heard it and it it had a reason behind it and I'm like, that feels right. So I'm doing it. Buy yourself a moontime ring. Moontime ring. Moontime ring. So mine's Garnet. Evie, I took her shopping when she got her period and she chose a carnelian. Oh, so it's not Garnet because it's red. Oh, a red carnelian. Okay. Not orange Garnet, but she resonated with the carnelian so i was like okay that's that's your one so she puts that on and we know mm. and then when the time comes for layla and she already knows she's like oh yeah you're gonna take me shopping i'm like yes that is such a beautiful own... little yeah, like that. um family little ritual and it tradition is. that you can do and honoring that honoring that that they've changed from you know a little girl into a woman a maiden and honoring that and and letting them know it's okay to look after themselves 
through that time. Can you imagine if you had known oh. or if we had known to do that from the mm, get go, just taught that way? Yeah. I mean, your girls are so lucky. It honors it rather than wishes it away yeah. or treats it as a, you know, inconvenience. Absolutely. It's something really worships that life-giving side of you yeah yeah and it could be a really great teacher for men too i know not all men are the same but for some men it's quite difficult to understand that period of mm. time that that menstrual time like especially for teen girls and yeah. for their wives like it's a it's a topic oh, it's it hard is. enough as a teen girl to get your head around why your body mm. feels the way it does let alone the whole rigmarole and mm. i wonder how much of like the whole resistance behind i don't want to feel different i don't want to be in pain i don't want to have this actually contributes to it getting worse mm. and having those hormones whack mm. out like understanding energy now mm. the way that i look back at it, it's like damn if i had known to just go with it and like yeah. the way you're doing it with evie and layla mm -hmm. if i had known to that then maybe i wouldn't have had as much trouble the aversion to it all Correct. rather than just going through it like everything else yeah yeah it's like, why do my boobs need to let me know that my periods are coming five days before they're about to yeah. arrive? It's just like, warning, 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 warning. <laughs> <laughs> well, even becoming a mother, that's another another thing, you know, that threshold. We have these thresholds in life, and I think in Western culture, we don't honour them anymore. There's no ritual, there's no ceremony. We've forgotten. We have, sadly. So, you know, becoming a young woman and getting your period, it's just all hush-hush and... You know, don't tell anyone and all this sort of stuff. Well, it used to be anyway. I think it's getting way more out there now. Um, South Americans have period parties and oh, everyone in the street it. knows when you have your first period. Oh, so they should. Oh, it's highly embarrassing. <laughs> that was pretty much my experience though. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I see, my mum my mom was great. She more was. She was very, very um, like educated us and we knew, we knew what to expect. Um, but it was still, mm. yeah, it was still like... So on the down low. Witchy-wise, mm -hmm. around the menstrual cycle, what yes. do you normally do aside from where your garnet ring? Uh, I rest. So yep. I make sure That's the right. first three days I don't book in any work or if I'm working in the studio, I'll make sure it's not throwing work, it's more yep. easier stuff. Um, I don't really plan social stuff around that time if I can help it. Uh, yeah, so just laying low mm. and hibernating. I go into hibernation and, yeah, just tuck myself away at home and mm. what about rest. ovulation ovulation is a time where it's great to book stuff in because you're usually looking great your skin's awesome you're Virtual. feeling on fire you've got more <laughs> energy you're, yeah you're social so that is always a great time if you're gonna book yeah book parties or whatever or events to do that around ovulation mm. Mm. actually i do have some listeners may be interested for the stages of uh, being a woman. So maiden is the element of air, uh, the directions in the east and the seas in the spring. So it's week two of your cycle. Uh, so it all kind of ties in with your, your menstrual cycle as well. So it's building energy, uh, like your womb lining's thickening after your bleeding time. And it's a time of new ideas and inspiration. And if you were to put a moon phase to it, it's the half waxing moon, so it's building. Uh, and then you've got the mother, which is the element of fire. I always think about, you know, being a mum, you're just, you know, protective. <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> fiery. <I'm> sometimes angry. <laughs> the mother lion. Yeah, and the direction of the north, um, season of summer, so full bloom, everything's fruiting. And that's which is ovulation. Ovulation. Yeah. You got it right. I was listening. star for you. <laughs> and full moon, full power. Then you move into Marga. So Marga is the element of water. 
And traditionally, maga is when you turn 50. So that's coming out of the mother phase and it's becoming... Um, you don't have to care for your children as much. They don't need you as much. You can serve your community more and you can be a bit more selfish and do things for yourself. Um, so it's the element of water, the direction of west, the season of autumn, and that's week four of your cycle. So premenstrual, time of reflection, time of truth. And I do love calling it truth time because PMS, <laughs> no filter. <laughs> I don't think it's PMS. I think it's just everything that's built up over the month and you just don't give a fuck anymore and you tell everyone how you feel. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's so, a fair call. Truth serum. <laughs> and that's the half waning moon of the cycle. So you're going into darkness. <laughs> and then crone. So um, traditionally crone is when you turn 70. It's the element of earth, the southern direction, the season of winter. Day. Uh, it's a week one of your cycle, the bleeding time. And it's a time of deep communication with your inner world and intuition and the dark moon. Mm. So you've got, as I said, cycles within cycles within cycles. Mm. And it's pretty freaking cool. And, um, yeah, I just feel following that, it links you in and un you understand the cycles of the earth but also the cycles of yourself as well. And how they're linked. Yeah, they're all linked. And that's it's so, like, I'm just listening to you talk about the cycles and I'm just thinking this is divine time. Mm -hmm. This is just all divine time. And so when you place spirit into that too, um, and because so what you're talking about is mostly universal mm -hmm. and then spirit overlays it with mother nature and father, son, and mm -hmm. all of that being the spirit side of things, um, and how they work together. And it's the same with spirit with cycles as well in terms of soul. And then you've got your, your spirit and then you've got your human self and how they just, when it comes to time, like you can be so far ahead for your human experience but your your soul isn't ready yet or your soul is really far ahead but your human experience is really far behind and sometimes there's like these um stalemates or these like stay periods where where everything is just quiet and nothing's happening the and void. The, yeah and then towards like when when it's been for a little while it's restless and it's mm -hmm. frustrating and annoying mm -hmm. and then it's just like okay this is when you recognize this period of time and I'm wondering, like, to over, like if we could overlap what I know to mm -hmm. on what you know, it's like I wonder if that would also be reverent to the cycles as well. Oh, for sure. Because that stay period is just where divine time needs to catch up. Like, mm -hmm. there are many wheels of the of the workings happening here. Yeah, there's many and, cogs turning. Yeah, and we yeah. kind of just need them to all to just, like, lock in to mm -hmm. all be going at the same time. Yeah. Um, and so to get that in is in your alignment and then mm. to move into your phases, not your phases, but the which phases of the wheel of the year, it's kind of like if you can be in alignment and then step into that wheel of the year, mm. that would be optimal. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Or like magic, really. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, is how they used to live. It is. It's which our... is why we got burned at the cross. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> Well, that was an enlightening chat about our periods. No, it was. <laughs> and much more. It escalated quickly. It did. <laughs> well, now that we know um, where we're all at and what rings we might be wearing on any given time of yes. the month, day or year. <laughs> no, I love that. Honestly, it was good. And I liked how Tracy added on how 
the spirit side of things can over even overlap that and it would just be interesting if we could draw a picture of that oh, <laughs> that's what was happening when in my mind it's like it was this, like yeah. overlaying yeah. with like old projector sheets you know the clear sheets oh, and they do the felt pen yes. and then they lay them over the top that's what i have going on in my head oh. like i need to do this you do need to do it all sure. right, I'll put it on our list of to do okay. things. But um, Shannon, going back to you and talking about the wheel of the year. Yes, we only got so far. What did we miss out on? I think so. We I think we got to the one that we just Northwest had. Northwest Lammas, beginning of February. We've got the West, which is autumn equinox. Oh, that's right. We're talking about Marbon being the twenty first, twenty second of March. Yeah. Uh, then in the south. Southwest, sorry, is Samhain, which we're coming up to right now. So the yeah. end of April, beginning of May. Uh, this year it's the 30th of April. Uh, then we move around to the south and winter solstice, which is Yule on the 20th to the 23rd of June. And then we move into the southeast and Imolk, which is the beginning of August. So basically um, we have... Two solstices, so summer and winter, they're pivot points. So one, the summer's the longest day of the year, winter's the shortest day of the year. And then you've also got your equinoxes, which is your autumn and spring. So equal time of daylight and night. Yes. Um, so they're all very important. And then you've got your quarter festivals every three months. So it's kind of full. It's a full full program following the will of the year. Um, it is. It's what do you do on... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, it's a really good way. It provides some structure to keep yourself on track or get back on track or a good way to celebrate where you're at or where you want to be or yeah. where you've been. It is, and it's taking note. I think when those, because um, I've got them marked like on our calendar and our diary, so when they are coming up, yep. it gives you that time to, well, that key to stop and pause and go, okay, what's happening? Like, yeah. And noticing the changes outside and noticing the changes being present, you might be feeling. Yeah. How, yeah. That, how that manifests in, in your own body and life. And Absolutely. I find it easy. Yeah, I do too. Like it, it takes a little bit to get your head around it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially being the reverse of the north. And if you're on yes. Instagram, everyone's we're posting so influenced stuff. by Northern <laughs> Hemisphere, but we're yep. used to that. That's how we've grown up in our culture. That's mm. it. Yeah. But it's really easy to observe and follow and to embrace and honor. Like it's just, it's a beautiful, a beautiful practice, Mm -hmm. beautiful rituals. It feels good. Even when it feels yucky, there's like, there's something that you know that you can do to, to settle that and to soothe that, not take it away, just to soothe that it's okay. And to rest, just take it easy. And even providing a reason as to why you might be feeling like yucky. Like makes sense. Like, Like, yeah, exactly. Rather than going to the doctor. Why do I feel so gross? Yeah. Yeah. Why am I low in energy? Yeah. What's going on here? And then popping some pills. (laughs) Yeah. And then you're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, if people want to find um, more out about the Wheel of the Year, mm-hmm. do you know of any good websites? Obviously, everyone could just get on Google anyway. But Yeah, look, there's so many resources out there. Um, I bought a lovely cloth from someone that you recommended that oh, you the used. Sister circles. Yeah. yeah, and that's beautiful. amazing because that has all the elements on there and the, um, the crone, Margo Maiden. All of that was on there too. Yeah. Well, I use that too. I have that on my altar and I have Mm. a little crystal that I move around. Yeah, I have a little elephant. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Of course you do. I love it. But it's just keeping track. It's Mm. keeping track of that. that The wheel. The wheel. Yeah. It's a calendar. It is a calendar. It is. Yeah. What do you do for solstice? Solstices, we normally have, well, depending on which one, but uh, winter solstice, we had a big bonfire. So 
It's all about Are you going to do that this year? Oh, you won't be? Oh, oh yeah. depending on where it lands at at the time. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm hoping so. It's definitely so. a fire ceremony, that one. I'll be a week out. I'll be needing to talk. You will. <laughs> <laughs> She's programming already. <laughs> have, I, have I told about Vipassana? Sorry, I just was like, is that going to have any relevance to anyone? Um, I don't think we've talked uh, about it on the podcast. You're, you're silent. Yeah, so I'm going into Vipassana, which is a 10-day silent retreat, and I'm going in on my birthday, the 2nd of June. I come out on the 12th of June, or the 13th of June, actually, in the morning. So I'm like, I'm going to need, I'm going to need something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need a gathering. Absolutely, yeah. Out of the fry pan into the fryer. (laughs) And what about summer solstice? What do you do? Well, summer solstice is about celebrating life, and um, so there's a lot of different traditions that you can do for that too, and lighting candles and it's well I light candles all the time anyway (laughs) I love it with all the color color magic um so yeah if you look up the wheel of the year you'll see there's harvest harvest um festivals throughout that as well and summer solstice is like the peak where you know it's enjoying the bounty and it's fertility and it's sex and it's celebration yeah celebrating the sun at its full power so Yeah. yeah and spending your energy Yes. You know, like sometimes people don't spend their energy mm. and, and that's, that's setting up a, like a, um, a perpetual energy of scarcity because it's like, oh, I have to save my, my acorns and my nuts and yeah. my things for, yeah. for hibernation. And it's just like, no, hibernation's coming, but mm. it's, it's not going to be signaled yet for another couple of cycles. Yeah. Don't be saving in, in summer. Spend, spend, get rid of it all, you Enjoy. know, like whether that's figuratively or, you know, metaphorically, whatever. Mm. But energetically, it's just like get out and spend your energy. Go outside and experience Mother Earth and Mother Nature and mm. Father Sun and Sky and all the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so what kind of things do you have? Like Laura mentioned a cloth that you suggested. Yeah. So I have the Wheel of the Year cloth. Um, I've also got, I have like a little altar with. um, So talk about altar quickly. Oh, okay. So an altar is just basically a sacred space. It can be. People have been asking about altars. Okay. Yeah. I forget that it's not normal lingo, I guess. And everyone understands, but um. So an altar can literally be a shoebox if you have no room. It can be a table. Um, a side table in Laura's room. Yeah, <laughs> a side table, a bedside table. It can be very big and elaborate. It can be a whole entire room if you like. Um, our last house, I was very blessed. I had pretty much a whole room that was nice. my, my altar space. I really, really miss it. Um, <laughs> Just create a new one. Yeah, we're, we will be having a new a new beautiful space but at the moment I'm living in a two-bedroom cabin with five of us so you're living under a rock right now <laughs> I am. so my altar wow. is literally this little tiny portion of my desk um yep. because that's the only space that's I what have. you got yeah yep so on that I have um my altar cloth I also have um the and cards. the altar cloth is just like a calendar yes it's the okay. wheel of the yep. year where's with... that from shout out to... oh yeah so um it's from my teacher Kate Reed from the sister circles so you can google we'll put that in the, the sister notes. circles the sister circles yep. yeah yep. she sells these amazing altar cloths mm-hmm. um and also Jane Hardwick Collins has the beautiful um disc cards that you can also use on your altar as well um so yeah I have crystals and I have like a little um candle holder as I said I work a lot with candle magic uh, but depending on what celebration it is you can incorporate those items onto your altar so um, you know recently we had 
that we were just talking about it before and I've just had another brain fart. Marbon. So Marbon. So on my Marbon um, altar, I had honey that was harvested next door. Mm. I had, um, you know, pears, apples, uh, red and orange crystals, candles. So it's incorporating the colours the colors into it and the harvest. Mm-hmm. Um, what comes in in autumn. Yeah. Yep. And then Seasonal so fruits. I had all that on the altar. I cut the apple in half so you could see, you know, um, the beautiful star inside. And then I left it there for a few days and I lit my candles over a few days and we had our celebration and then I made an offering to the land um, and put the fruit outside for the possums. I'm pretty sure I ate them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so it's honouring the land and giving back as well. So it's a really lovely thing to do to take your altar items. Don't just throw them in the bin when you're done. Offer them somehow. Yeah. Mm. And flowers. Flowers are another beautiful one to Mm. have. Yeah. I see you post regularly your flowers with your altar. Yeah, I always try to have flesh, like fresh flowers. Mm. And they're just beautiful. Mm. What were we talking about just before that for the altar? And I said, talk to us about the altar quickly. I interrupted you to like break that down even more. About mm. the altar, yeah. Yeah, you go to the altar <laughs> and you do something at the altar. I do, um, oh, like I'd, I'd meditate near my altar. Um, do my cards at my altar, like my oracle cards. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you use your own oracle cards? Weirdly, I don't very often. It's funny, isn't <laughs> I it? I don't think that's weird. No, no I think that's pretty. I yeah, think that's yeah, no. yeah, I reckon that's normal. <laughs> yeah. Glad to hear that. I do use them for like my card of the day on my Instagram and stuff, obviously yeah. reading for other people. But, that's their um, purpose. Yeah, yeah but true. I don't, yeah, it's funny. I don't use them. I've got a deck, a few decks that I use that I've had for years and they're just some old faithfuls and I know mm. exactly what they mean when I turn them over. So. And what you want them for too. Yeah. 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 That's it. So. Mm. Well, I have yours on my bedside table. Oh, thank you. Yes. And I like I, for Oracle decks for me, it's, I call them, teacher decks like in my mind it's a teacher deck mm-hmm. so like I can't use a deck like my crystal mandala oracle deck that I use for my clients um it's not a teacher deck for me mm-hmm. it doesn't teach me anything I know it by the back of my hand it's it's just doesn't teach me anything yeah um your deck teaches me things you know Aww. it's because it's teaching me witchy stuff yeah yeah you know and and I love that like I think it's um I think that's probably why you don't read from your deck so much for you because mm. you you know that stuff that you've written about yeah, yeah and so you've got teacher decks i don't yeah. know i don't know that's just how i see it energetically yeah and it makes sense total sense mm. and so your family how do they embrace embrace this this witch business yeah well, look, my immediate family are amazing my husband sounds like they're pretty on board they are yeah look they get involved in the all the rituals and the wheel of the year they follow it as well um you're a pretty strong woman though and like you lead (laughs) your family like Mm -hmm. i mean your husband's really strong too but very much um the the energy is very strong and admirable and so you know i think that your children would follow a strong woman like you regardless of what you told them Mm -hmm. was happening in your life um, and so you could definitely see that, mm-hmm. uh, with, with you as a mother and the way that you mother, yeah. uh, and just that vibe that I get from all of your kids. It's yeah. like, they look to you with like, you have this strength and this wisdom that's like a solid rock. Mm. Thank you. Like you are Stonehenge <laughs> essentially. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. We, um, like Oscar is, Oscar and Layla are very 
spiritual and which is the eldest and the youngest yeah yeah eldest and youngest but evie which i'm so happy she's got her own very strong mind um and she does partake in what i do but she questions everything which i wouldn't want it any other way Mm. yeah exactly so we had this funny conversation i don't know if i told you this um one morning where she was talking about you know one day when i move out of home um don't think I'm going to smudge my house. Yeah, you do. Like, I, th- I think it's a bit of a load of crap, really. <laughs> I love it. Like, you know, waving, waving some smoke around. Like, <laughs> and she's very science-minded. Yeah. Um, she's doing a bloody double degree in <laughs> science at uni. Wow. And she's she's like, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, And I'm like, that's fine, darling. Like, if that's what yeah. you want to do, like, I totally respect that. And then she's like, yeah, but I think I will put hematite in every single, <laughs> in every single corner of the house. And I was like, ha! <laughs> and she laughed and I was like, well, it's up to you. Like, you mm-hmm. can choose what resonates. That's it. And- mm-hmm. That amazes me that she, like, that particular comment about, you know, Sage, like, it doesn't make sense for me because I'm sciencey too. Like, obviously not an Evie sciencey because I'm not that clever. But my mind is very science spiritual. And so most of the things that I do spiritually, I've understood them scientifically, mm. which is why I, I, I do them or I like them and appreciate them. Yeah. Um, and Sage is one of those things that is very easily scientifically proven. It is. And I told her. It's, it's just like, like well. I don't get it. Like, oh, really? I've got some stuff I'm going to send you off Google because she'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it has been proven that it does actually Correct. cleanse the air. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I love it that she does question it. and Absolutely. Um, yeah. And even with all the different rituals, they'll, yeah, like they might not understand it all completely, but they go along with it and I want them to forge their own path and, and have their own beliefs and come to their own conclusions about things. Have so. the ability to choose. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, mm. mm. like, I don't know everything. I'm, I'm, Yeah. I'm no authority on it and the way even the way I read the wheel of the year um you know I recently done my facilitator training and I was sitting in circle and there was a woman there who reads the wheel differently and that's absolutely fine like at her where things are you know the north south east and west were like kind of turned around a quarter um why yeah oh look just being australian and where she is she um was talking about like the east is the ocean and the north and you know, oh, and the so west she had of her, her own is bearings. Birth. Yeah, she had her own bearings, and that okay. is completely oh. fine. And and that made sense to me too. I was like, I can see exactly why you follow it that way. Because mm. mentally, when I think about east and west, I think ocean and land because of where I live. Yeah. I think sunrise, sunset. Yeah. 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 So, but see how I've been taught mm. is the east is air and mm-hmm. the yeah. south is water on oh, no, so south is um south earth is. sorry and yeah like it's yeah. different i guess but it's just whatever. but it's all good but we are good yeah. yeah absolutely there's no right and wrong way and i think that's something everyone needs to remember you can't really fuck it up as you long touch. as your intention is good yeah and that's a big thing with paganism mm-hmm. too you know, because paganism was was not founded, but fagan, paganism, <laughs> paganism kind of came about because they they tried to force Catholicism onto mm. a whole heap of beautiful Celtic people, and the ones that just said, "No, nah, I ain't having a bar of that," you know, Western Catholicism. Mm. Um, those people that were too afraid to to not conform turned around and just said well you're a pagan and pagans were the ones that resisted it and rebelled against it Mm. and then it just got such a bad name because they were the ones that must be working for the devil because they didn't conform to god who was catholic yeah and so you know 
talk about that in terms of like in the beginning you spoke about like some of the things you know that you know like me like I can walk down the street and no one knows that I can speak to dead people or that what I can do or how I do it and mm-hmm. like you no one knows that you're a witch or what you can do and how you do it yeah. what are some of the other misconceptions that some people might have when it comes to hearing the word witch and mm. paganism and like just things that you know that you felt resistance around that you could help mm. our listeners kind of be enlightened with yeah absolutely I think understanding that um being a witch is not devil worshipping at all really (laughs) at all like it's as i said before it's nature worshipping you're actually worshipping mother earth and father sky and the elements it almost has nothing to do with the god and the devil and satan like it's like the world we live in they're completely they can't even parallel them no it's a completely different realm and and honoring the elements like the air earth fire water spirit which is outside of us and within us and mm-hmm. I think it's understanding we're part of nature we're not separate from it um and I guess at its core that God if you want to call it God or the universe is not separate from us either and we no, are it we are it and we don't need a middleman that's how I feel I can go out my backyard and do my little ritual and burn some stuff and I that I am communing with nature straight up me and nature or spirit um I don't and like I, I have nothing against any religion or like it's totally whatever. It's not about about. that. Yeah, it's not about that at all. Um, you know, and I've got some beautiful friends that are Christians, and you know, it's you know, hats off to them. That's their belief system. But this is mine, and I feel sometimes like I get ridiculed, and I'm like, how am I crazy? Like I (laughs) tell me about it. I don't get this. Like. You and once again, I'm sorry, Christian friends love you, but <laughs> you go to church, there's a guy in white robes waving around incense, blessing you with water, you're eating the body of Christ, you're drinking the red wine, and that's not pagany, it's not. And weird. you believe that someone was sacrificed yeah. and then his spirit rose three days later and you, you speak to that spirit and worship that spirit and and, and live by his word? Yeah. But we're crazy. You're crazy because you talk to spirits. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm crazy because I worship nature. That exists, that is true, that, that, you, is that everyone tangibly. can see and uses. Yes. I listened yeah. to a podcast ages ago that went right down into the history of, <clears throat> of religion mm-hmm. and even before religion started and how it was much more pagan, so to speak, and how over lots and lots of years... Um, mostly men and mostly the um, church side of things worked for a long time to denounce everything Mm. and to take the power away from mostly the women that were making all of these ceremonies and everything. And we're just still such a product of all of that. Patriarchy. Patriarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But now more so than ever, we're in such an important era of everyone's finding their voice and everyone's learning to accept that Mm -hmm. rather than having it um shoved down and and stopped Mm. so it's an interesting time to be alive in that respect where we are like you said remembering but we're also just allowed to be everything's just becoming more accepted that okay sure yeah well i know if i did what i did now back in you know 1700s i would have been killed for it we yeah, were been, yeah, well, yeah we were. <laughs> probably a few times over yeah like and it's frightening to think that um that well, some of you still and... survived because you're here well <laughs> we are i've got it on my um phone um we are the 
the great granddaughters of the yeah. witches they could not yeah. burn. Someone sent that to me. I think my friend Rachel sent that to me just mm. recently. It's a good one. Yeah, I love yeah. it. And the witches too, they were, um, I don't think they would have called themselves witches for starters no. back then. They no. were just wise Wasn't a word. healers, yep. seers. They were pagans. Um, even talking about, you know, psychics, they were revered by kings. Yep. Kings would consult with their seer before they'd go to battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and the richest people, like even in all of the history, the richest people would consult mediums and psychics. Yeah. yeah. And they would have a witch that wasn't a witch but would be a herbalist mm. or someone mm. that who could make them their tinctures and things like that they would have them yeah yeah but then out on the streets we would be the ones that would be thrown food at <laughs> mm. oh and plus if one of them died that'd be the first person they killed too. correct <laughs> yeah so what about veganism a witch's vegans no i'm not a vegan no no that's, that's an another misconception yeah I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not a vegan. They don't align, do they? No. No, they don't. No. They don't. Yeah. And what about, are you a hippie? Oh, look, my daughter would say I am. But <laughs> <laughs> she reckons my wardrobe looks like a rainbow vomited in it. <laughs> oh, harsh. Yeah, this and you This is my 18-year-old. I love you, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, like, oh, I don't know. I don't consider myself a hippie. No, yeah. I don't think I don't think I don't of any think of us as hippies the way that I no. I imagine a hippie. No, no, I'm not a pot smoking hippie. I no. just um, depends on the definition of it. Make love, not war. Yeah, I subscribe to that. Yeah, true. Yeah, I think I do like more seventies music and sixties music. Yeah, and I guess if you're a hippie, <laughs> then maybe you would have misconceptions too about what's a hippie. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I just know that. For me, like the, one of the first things people say is, oh, so you're a witch. It's like, no, mediums and witches mm. and psychics, they are not interchangeable and they are not the same thing. They're not always related. Mm. And then are you a hippie? No. Mm-hmm. Hippies and mediums and psychics and witches are not interchangeable and do not always be related. They kind of just all get lumped in the same they do. Yep. vocabulary. It's just like, gosh, they are so different. You know, mm. you can be both if you want to or three if you want to. I don't care. But they're still different. But they're still different. Yeah. And they're really, like, really different. Very. Really, really different. Very, very different. Because you're not a psychic medium. No. And you're a witch. Yes. And I'm not a witch and I'm a psychic medium. <laughs> and neither of us are hippies. And another misconception, <laughs> too, is that we're airy-fairy. Oh, it's yeah. Like, oh, oh, no. It's like, mate, I'm so grounded because mm-hmm. I practice grounding and earthing and... Yeah. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. And like, I don't know. I think I spent a lot of time trying to prove that I was an intelligent person when I was yeah. younger. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm not just this little blonde thing. Like I am an intelligent person who likes to have intelligent conversations. Yes. And it's just like, well, we, again, yeah. Great misconception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause those, 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 um, those conversations that you can have that light up your brain, like, we have deep conversations all the time yep. that are not about airy-fairy things. No. Like, we're talking about psychology and quantum physics and all mm. those kinds of things. It's like, oh, God, you just need to come to our table and observe what it's actually <laughs> like to live the way that we live. Mm. And you'd be just like, oh, you're just normal, everyday people that have got your own little belief systems. That's it. That you live your life by. Yep. Just like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So we are all then in MAGA. Not yet. 50. Okay. The Marga. We're heading... Oh, well, we're maidens. Mother. Uh, mothers. 
We're mothers. Mothers, yes. So mother, you don't have to actually have a child to be in the mother phase. Right. So how I've been taught is um, like maidens when you start your period and you remain in maiden until um, you birth something into the world. So whether that's a child or whether that's a project or a business. So, so it's usually around 25, you step into mother and then you stay in mother until maga, which is say mid 40s to 50, somewhere along that line where your children are older you can pull your energy back from Stage mothering. Is it much. menopause? No, that's uh, a bit not early. Not quite. So it's kind of heading into that. Yeah. yeah so it's that. So cyclic wise. It is. It would be quite symbolistic, I would have thought. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess when you are in your maga, you would go through menopause mm. because the next one is crone, which is at 70. Mm-hmm. So crone is, you know, you're the wise woman. You've done everything lived you've it. been around yeah you've lived it you've... so as a witch mm-hmm. how do your rituals change then when it comes to going through menopause and coming out the other end and mm-hmm. being a crone well there are rituals that you can do so um i think before i touched on about how there's no rites of passage anymore so mm. traditionally you would have a rite of passage when you got your first period to mm-hmm. mark becoming a maiden and then when you were going to have your first child becoming a mother and I wish I had had that one because mm. I had Oscar as I said at nearly 21 two weeks before my 21st and then Evie at 23 so you know number wise I was still a maiden I was mm. so young but I'd stepped over the threshold into being a mother and no one prepared me for it in a spiritual sense of you can never go back to maiden once you are initiated that is that like you're a mother and I think when I had my kids little, I always had this yearning of, oh, but I, I've got to go back. I've got to like mm. get my body back and get my life back to what it was. To maiden. To maiden, but there's mm. no going back. And I feel... I love that. Also, in another so, respect, stepping into Marga, and once again, no disrespect to anyone listening, um, but you can tell women that are clinging to maiden or they're clinging to mother to mother and probably don't even realize but maybe not they don't know how to go yeah forward and look and even just on a grand scale of socially now how much you know botox and in- emphasis in- injections and you know we're clinging to youth and it's like we're not meant to be young forever like we've got to start honoring getting yeah. older and honoring our elders and i feel very passionate about that <laughs> obviously <laughs> i do i just feel it's um so much pressure on women to remain maidens forever and we're not meant to be do you talk a lot about that in your sister circles are you going to talk about going to it's going to be your thing i feel it's so important um just the awareness yeah to have it out there that's it and owning like you know i'm 42 and i'm so happy to be 42 i can honestly Mm. say i would not want to be 22 again or even 32 god no can you imagine no i've (laughs) been there and done that and it was a you know, it was a learning experience, mm. obviously, but um, I'm very happy to be where I am right now and and practicing what I practice and yeah, so cool. It is a good place to be. If I'm could... so glad that you're here. Sorry, Tracy. <laughs> this is the first Talk time that Lara and I have interviewed someone, so we're like, <laughs> I know. I keep watching 
taking the time though too. This has been a very long listen for our listeners. <laughs> I'm sure they're loving it though. Yeah. Hopefully they're having a very long drive. <laughs> stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. <laughs> to work, from work. This is, yeah, this is a to work and a from work. They're still talking. Can I just ask like for our listeners, if they, if they're like someone who has never really thought about it before, yep. but he's listening to it for the first time, what would you say could be the first, like one thing that they could do aside from listening to this podcast and maybe mm-hmm. listen to it for a few times and take some notes? Yeah. What's something that you could suggest they do sort of as, as a newbie? As a newbie, I think the easiest thing is working with the moon. So noting full moon and the new moon. So they're the two that I started with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gets you in sync, you know, every two weeks with releasing, manifesting, Rituals releasing. and cycles. Yeah, and just yeah. noticing, noticing, looking at the moon in the sky and Present noticing moment, where All is. of those, yeah. That's yeah, fun. so that is a big one. Um, Book-wise, the one that was pretty life-changing for me is Lisa Lister, Witch. Um, I actually read that and, like, cried in parts of it. It was, like, this wow. soul remembering of... Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really amazing. Um, and it has a lot of the history of the witch trials and stuff in that too. So, uh, And she has some really good, solid um, foundation of how to, yeah, work with the seasons and cycles and menstrual cycles. So cool. it's like a level up from my How to Ride a Silver Broomstick? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like the grown-up version. But yeah, I'd I'd recommend that, and um, yeah, just see where it takes you. Have fun with it as well. Like, there's no hard and fast rules, and there's no right and wrong way as long as your intentions are good. Um, you know, yeah, that's a big thing uh, with being a witch. You don't ever want to hex someone or why not? Do, yeah, I do it all the time. That's a whole other. <laughs> that's a whole other topic. <laughs> Jokes. But, <laughs> you know, like if you're going to. Even manifest, you want to do it with good intention and good energy because it comes back. It does. Mm. Threefold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so last for me, um, in terms of like if people wanted to start honouring and observing the moon cycles, mm-hmm. what do you have for them that's available in terms of ritual tools and things like that? Oh, from Asha Moon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I have blessing bowls available, so you can use them to write your intentions and burn them. Um yeah, I've got moon ritual notepads and I've got my oracle deck that's out that you can use. Um, Bloody beautiful oh, cauldrons as well. Oh, yes, yeah, my cauldrons. Oh, yeah. How could I forget the cauldrons? I yeah. haven't. Cauldrons and goblets. So, yeah, there's a lot, lot of different things, but just depending on whatever you're drawn to, really. So mm. Mm. Lovely. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. Chatting about things that we don't really know enough about to talk about. Oh, I could talk about this stuff for years. It's been a great reason to have you in and join us. It has. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. Well, listeners, hope you've enjoyed our lovely lengthy chat with the beautiful Shannon from Asher Moon. Look her up. There'll be links in the show notes to her website and uh, some of the other names that she mentioned during the podcast. Take care, like, listen, share, subscribe, all those podcasty things. Tracy's looking at me like she's just remembered something <laughs> else she has to say. Raise your vibe tribe. Please yes. get on it. Join, oh join, join, join. Do that. We're going to have our first live on the 29th of April, so don't miss out. We'll do Day it just before, before Salwin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I might be wearing my orange dress that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> 
So, yeah, join Raise Your Vibe Tribe. You can do that via the website, www.tracydimick.com.au. Um, and be there or be square, really. And we've got our meet and greet coming up too, oh, um, which is on the yep. 22nd of May. So let us know. Give us a give us a tag or send us a DM if you want to come, and we'll be advertising more of that as time goes by. But, yes, lock it in your diaries, the 22nd of May in Sydney. Nice. Nice. Is that it? Nice. That's it. <laughs> like, subscribe, leave a review. Thank you, thank you. We love you. If you'd like to send us one of your ghost stories or if you have a question for me or for Laura, send us a Gmail at tospsychic at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at